Welcome to the Happily Hormonal Podcast. Now, if you're a little iffy on whether or not the word hormonal is a good one, you're in the right place. My name is Leisha Drews, registered nurse and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner turned holistic hormone coach. And after going through my own hormone journey and having my three babies, I actually believe that our hormones are one of the greatest gifts that we've been given as women. And that no matter what you've been told, it's possible for you to have thriving energy, good periods, and a stable mood all month long. And I am here to show you the way. I think it's time to change the narrative around words like hormones and hormonal and start to reclaim the power that we truly have as women, which is a power to change not only our own health, but the health of all of our family for generations to come. Hormone balance doesn't have to feel hard. It can actually feel simple and fun when we do it in a way that aligns with how our bodies were made. If you're ready to start trusting your body again and feeling really good in that beautiful body that you've been given, then grab yourself a yummy drink and maybe a snack and let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a fun conversation for you. I have Cami here, and we are going to be talking about the really real life issue of how do we balance essentially like being ambitious, having a business, working, whatever that looks like for you, and motherhood with also taking care of your health. This is, to be honest, the constant juggling game that I play in my life. And I know Cami as well. And so I just wanted to have this real conversation. And so welcome, Cami. I'd love for you to introduce yourself. Tell us about you and how you got into business and just tell us all the things. Hey, Alicia. Thanks so much for having me. It's such a joy to be here. So my name is Cami Wilkie. I am from Nebraska and it is everything that you would think of when you think Nebraska. Corn, cows, Husker football, all of it. I'm married to my sweet husband, Lucas, for five years. I'm expecting our first baby as we speak. And I'm just so grateful to be here and get to finally, after so many years, we went through a fertility battle, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but to actually be able to say I'm pregnant and to even be having a conversation about what does it look like to balance motherhood with a business like is mind boggling to me because for so many years I've dreamed of being able to have context to be able to discuss a conversation like this. So I'm so grateful. Yeah. I love that. That's so fun that this is like a fulfillment of a dream and same for me, to be honest, these are all the things that I wanted. Like I wanted to be a mom and I wanted to have a business and be married and My husband and I actually were joking last night, something about just like being tired. Like it was 9.30 at night and I'm laying on the bed and I'm like, man, I'm tired. And he was just like joking about something. Yeah, these kids, they keep you busy or whatever. And I was like, literally like all of my dreams coming true is what's making me tired. And that's just such a beautiful realization. And I heard a perspective shift recently that I really loved of just being tired at the end of the day because you have showed up well and been working hard at the things that you believe in, that's good. It's not bad to be tired because of that. So yeah, I just love that you said that. Ah, absolutely. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about you and your business and essentially the reason that you transitioned into having your own business in the first place. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. So I started my business back in January of 2019. My husband and I graduated from college the year before, and I graduated with a nutrition and dietetics degree. And I had it in my mind that I was going to go work in the corporate wellness space. And my parents are recruiters, which means that they're just, they're experts at helping people find jobs and attain jobs. 
And I was doing all the right things, all the things that my parents were advising me to do. And no matter what action steps I took, there was just not a corporate wellness job that was opening up. And so I thought to myself, well, if I can't apply for my dream job, then why don't I just create it? And so that's what I did. I started my fitness coaching business is where I started in January of 2019. And I had some success right off the bat. I, of course, made a lot of mistakes, all the mistakes that I teach my clients not to do now. But I had some success, which I'm so grateful for. And then in 2020, when the pandemic hit, my world, along with everybody else's, was turned upside down. And it was really laid on my heart at that time by the Lord that this was the time to make a switch, to shift from fitness and health into the business coaching space. Because I was having conversations with people that... I don't know if you noticed this, but there was like a wave of new coaches that came in the online space in during the pandemic, early pandemic. And people were mentioning to me, yeah, this is my last ditch effort to try and put food on the table or pay my bills. This is early COVID. People were furloughed. We weren't quite sure you know, what it looked like working from home yet. And that's really what was laid on my heart to shift and start teaching other people how to get clients the way that, that I had been getting clients. And so since 2020, I have been supporting other online coaches who are new in their business, new meaning they've had their business for less than two years, or they've had it longer than two years. It's just been a little bit of a challenge really getting those consistent clients. And I teach them how to get high ticket one-on-one coaching clients. What does it look like to build the foundations of your business from the ground up? Like We really start from scratch. And my goal is to help students get to a place where they're closing consistent 5K to 10K months through one-on-one coaching. And the way that motherhood interweaved into that is I grew up with a stay-at-home mom. I'm the oldest of four, and we were a wild bunch. We were full-flavor kids. And God bless my mother. Like We really needed somebody to be at home and to manage, just manage the chaos. And it had such a profound positive impact on my life that she was home always that I knew that I wanted to create that same type of environment for my children. And I don't believe that this is a one size fits all that every family should have a stay at home mom. I think that every family is different, but I knew that was really important to me. And so building this business prior to us even starting to to try to have children, I knew that this was something that I wanted to start so that I could have something that I can do from home and stay home with our babies. And What I didn't know at the time is that we were going to go through a four-year infertility battle. And praise the Lord, I'm currently five months pregnant with our first baby girl. But that was a really challenging season. But I look back on it, it was actually beautiful because it allowed me to lay the foundations of my business. It allowed me to grow in my marriage and my faith and my maturity to be able to be in this season now where I'm going to be juggling new challenges, which is what we'll talk about today of like, how do I actually balance business and motherhood. Because as much as I wanted a baby back starting in 2019, I don't think that I was, I know that I wasn't ready for it. From a maturity standpoint, from a faith, financial standpoint, we just weren't ready. But I praise the Lord that we were ready now and that I get to have a conversation about balancing motherhood and business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I think one little thing that always just makes makes me chuckle is I feel like we're never actually ready for the next big thing in our lives for the next child or the next business or the next whatever. But a lot of times once you're in it, you just, you make it work, you figure it out. And so that'll be exciting to see you navigate that next season in a few months. So I would love to hear 
we don't have to go super deep into your fertility journey, but one of the reasons I wanted to have this conversation with you is because you did build a business from the ground up while also not only being in like emotional distress on and off, I'm sure not every single day, but there's so much, especially as a woman tied to our fertility and our desire for motherhood and just like that innate desire that we have. So going through a hard season, building a business and because I know your background in nutrition. And then like we talked a little bit ago about all of these different areas of research you started to do on your own and went through all of this natural healing to attain fertility. How did you prioritize not only like working on your health, but also all the research and all the time while building a business and do both successfully? So I have mentioned like on my show before that I believe that we are, as women, given this divine download from the Lord to reproduce. Now, not every woman desires to have children, but really the human race has to continue. And women just, we carry the babies into the world. And so I had this innate drive and desire to have a baby that I truly believe was a desire from the Lord. And because that desire was from the Lord and we were experiencing a lot of challenges, I felt like I had this, not from myself, but from the Lord, like this supernatural tunnel vision for a few reasons. Number one, with the infertility journey, we're also in the midst of navigating adoption during this as well, is it was going to cost a lot of money to have a baby. And we didn't, when I started my business, we were broke. We were trying to eat on $60 worth of groceries a week, which as $60 worth of groceries a week for two people doesn't necessarily lend itself to all the organic grass-fed food. You're really, it's slim pickings when you're going to the the grocery store with $60 trying to feed two people for a week. And, but I I kept plowing forward because I had this holy desire, this holy antsiness from the Lord that like, you are meant to have a child. You're not in a place yet where I can bless you with that child from business, from a financial, from a health perspective, but I'm going to give you this supernatural strength to move forward and plow through this season and guide you on where to go so that you can get there. And so that was my big driving force from a business perspective, but also from a health perspective. I started thinking about, and I had a background in nutrition, but I started thinking about how we're designed to reproduce. We're designed to have children. Like God said, be fruitful and multiply. And why was it so challenging for me and my husband to do what the Lord said, to be fruitful and multiply? And it was during 2020 when we really started to pick up that something was wrong. And so when I called the fertility specialist, they informed me, and this was early COVID, that, hey, we're not really pursuing any new clients right now. We're really only managing the clients that we have. With COVID, we ha- we're have we not taking on any new clientele. And so at that time, I was almost forced into the traditional medical route is at least at this time temporarily unavailable to you. So I started thinking, okay, how can I start, quote unquote, solving this problem myself? Because the doctor isn't available to see me right now. And I went back to my roots of nutrition. And now looking back, I was doing all the things from a fitness perspective, but not so much from a wellness perspective. I was doing the hard workouts. I was hitting my macros, but my food had a barcode on it. And my husband and I joke now because our lifestyle is so different now that we're like, man, remember back when we thought that 
those $1 pizza crust, just add water that were so macro friendly was actually good for us. Remember when we used to eat those multiple times a week because it was so cheap and it was so good and it quote unquote fit our macros. And so anyway, I digress, but it was a season where it really forced me to take matters into my own hands, if you will, and start reverse engineering why is this happening to us? And how can I use my background in nutrition to try and at least get a foot in the door of solving this problem? Yeah. Well, I really love what you said that like those mindset shifts or those where we get essentially like a word from the Lord of, okay, hold on. Like this is a piece of what you're doing that isn't working, right? Where we look at, we are eating all food with a barcode. And while that in our society is very acceptable, When we look at just like the whole picture of the world and what God gave us for food originally, it's not even close. And we wonder why we don't feel good. And so, so much of the time it is those basics, but those basics are such a mindset shift, especially when we are doing the fancier things and we're counting macros and whatever. And like the, you miss the forest for the trees almost. And I think that's happened to so many of us where we've gone down so many rabbit trails that it's almost like we don't even know where to start anymore because you've got too much information. Hey friends, sorry to interrupt, but I have something new and free for you. So it's going to be worth it. I just created a private pod course that is going to teach you all about how to actually balance your blood sugar for happier hormones and more stable moods and energy. And I'm giving away the first two episodes completely free. All you have to do is sign up and grab those and you will have complete access right away. Your link is in the show notes and I will see you in there. Exactly that. It's like I had all this information at my disposal. I had a bachelor's degree in nutrition and There's so much information at our fingertips besides my degree, just having access to Google and everybody has the right way. And so I think that what you said was really profound, like stripping it back and saying, how did God design us to eat is the most basic and beautiful place to start because we were designed to be fruitful and multiply. And at least from an American perspective, our lifestyle is not at all in line with how the Lord like, called us to eat and how to move and take care of our bodies. And whether it is affecting people from a hormonal perspective, I remember reading, I can't tell you the source, I forgot off the top of my head, but I was reading somewhere that by 2045, like one in four couples will struggle based upon the curve that we're experiencing now. The one in four couples will really struggle to have children. And I don't know what that statistic currently is. I think it's like one in 10 maybe, but right now I never thought that that would be me. Oh, that happens to other people. And so the fact that it it happened to me really hit home and challenged me, forced me to really think like you were mentioning earlier when we were actually recording for my podcast to like question the systems around me. Is it actually okay to eat 80% of my food from a barcode? How is that possibly affecting my hormones or my ability to get pregnant? And is the way that the average American lives their life, is it conducive to that of not only longevity, but fertility? Because whether or not a person desires to have a baby in that season, having optimal fertility is having optimal health Mm -hmm. if you're a woman of cycling years. 
So how did you go from that place that you were talking about of like being broke $60 a week? Man, $60 does not get very much food. I feel like $300 doesn't get very much food anymore either. But what was the step that bridged you over from that $60 a week to being able to prioritize your food? I assume it was something in your business, but also I assume it was what you prioritized in your finances as well. So we, my husband and I became very hyper-focused on two things. Number one, paying off debt so that we could buy a house and have a baby because it became very apparent that this was going to cost us a lot of money. And when we think back to, I don't know if you're familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but like these biological drives that we have as humans that our brains are desired to go after. One of them is shelter. Another one is resources, financial security, and another one is having a baby. And so what we were going after, it wasn't the fancy purse. It wasn't the vacation. Not that those things aren't important, but what we were going after were basic human needs, Mm -hmm. having shelter, being able to reproduce, having adequate resources, not to go and have all these fancy lifestyle things, but to be able to provide for ourselves at a basic level. And it became very survival mode. And I had been in survival mode one other time in my life, and it was when I was 12 years old and I was experiencing an eating disorder. And even though I was starving on my own choice, I was experiencing anorexia and an eating disorder, my brain doesn't know the difference of that. And so it put me into a survival mode of, if you don't do something, something bad's going to happen. And when I was in that place of, we had $60 a week to eat. And we, we always went over budget because how can anybody eat on $60 a week? It almost took me back to that place of scarcity, which I, I don't believe that the Lord intentionally gives us this place of scarcity. But what it did do for me, which helped me in a short temporary season, is it put me in a fight or flight mode. And I chose to fight, a sink or swim, if you will. And I chose to swim because if we didn't, we had no other choice. If we didn't if my business didn't grow, if we didn't get out of that apartment, if we didn't get access to healthier resources, we weren't going to have a home. We weren't going to be able to have children and we weren't going to be able to get out of this debt. And that was a threatening to our, not just like our desires, but our biological needs as humans. And so, although I will say that for a while I took on like some workaholic tendencies There was a season of grind in my business that really helped drive us forward. And I'm not out here promoting a grind mentality constantly, but there was a temporary season of like pedal to the metal push that really propelled us forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it sounds like for you, it was almost like you had to be in that survival mode to get to the next place where you could start prioritizing your health. And while I hope that's not the case for most of us, because I do think that survival mode is like directly against hormone balance because it just, it truly is like biologically. And I think we've all been in survival mode. And I think the beauty of it is like our bodies can recover from that. And so I'm not a proponent to be like, okay, just go into survival mode if you don't have to, but like none of us would if we didn't have to, right? It's not like, this is something that I want necessarily. So, right. Yeah. So I would love to dive into a couple things. So first, why don't you tell us a little bit about as you were in that survival mode, you were really like pushing in your business, but 
since that's not the place that you're in now, what are some ways that you have specifically simplified business for yourself to prepare for motherhood so that you will have that time with your baby? Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that I've done is gotten really clear on how am I here to serve people? And for years, what I'm so grateful for the Lord is like during those four years of waiting for a baby, even though I would not wish that on anybody to have to wait that long, it allowed me the time and space to do trial and error in my business. And what the Lord revealed to me during that time is a curriculum that I now used. I've used previously with one-on-one clients and now I use in a group program that allowed me to scale my business, not only financially, but also with my time. So maybe if I did have seven coaching calls a week, now I have one, maybe two, which is going to more freely allow me to manage time with a baby without having to be on seven hours worth of Zoom per week. So that was one huge thing that I did is I focused on once I had a curriculum that I knew worked and I tested it, tried and true with one-on-one coaching, I then scaled it in a group program, which will then allow me to have an in-home nanny two days a week when our baby comes. And one of those days is for coaching. One of those days is for podcasting. And pretty much everything else in my business, I can do during nap time. I can respond to DMs when she's sleeping. I can create content for the most part, either early in the morning or during nap times. And so we can get into more of that if you want to know like more like what my maternity leave plans are and then what it looks like to come back. But that has been a huge thing is wondering how can I serve more people at a high quality level without having to be on Zoom for 10, 15 hours a week? Yeah, I love that. And I think just to speak to the women who already are moms and are running businesses or wanting to start businesses, you don't have to do it before you have kids. You don't. I started my business. I had, I always forget, my husband is like the best at years and he can tell you like what year everything happened. And I'm like, where was I? What was I wearing? How old were my kids? That's how I have to think about it. But I had, my daughter was, I think around four and then my son was about one. And so I only had two kids, not three, which I have now, but I started my business like with toddlers essentially. And I found the time I worked part-time as well. And my husband worked full-time. And so it wasn't like, I just had tons of time on my hands, but I think that being able to have a clear plan and essentially like what we, what you were just talking about, getting really clear on who you want to serve and how you want to help them. I had that passion in my heart. I wanted to help women. I didn't want other women to be in the place that I had been in with their health or with their children's health. And so I knew this is what I wanted to do. And I had lots of support, have a really supportive husband and family and all the things, but I had to hustle a little bit too. And I had to essentially just find some time that like I would have been watching a show. I've essentially stopped watching TV completely. And that wasn't so hard for me. I didn't really watch a lot of TV before, but there are sacrifices that need to be made, but they can be good sacrifices. It doesn't have to be always sacrificing sleep, always sacrificing eating, always sacrificing exercising. I'm not going to tell you I've never sacrificed any of those, but eating is the one that I usually don't. So all that to say, like when you are in the season, you have that to be home with your kids. You want to start a business or you want to grow your business so you can be home with your kids more it is doable, but I do think it is that strategy of, okay, I have to know what I want and I have to know how I'm going to deliver it so that it can be reasonable. And just for context, anyone who's listening and wondering, I do work part-time in my business. I do two days of, I do two days a week. I do a little fill in here and there. 
during a nap time or early in the morning or something, but I have essentially like really one and a half days that are like scheduled work days. And I've been able to run a business that allows me to do what I love and be with my kids and homeschool them. And my husband works part-time now because of that. And honestly, again, these are all dreams that have come true and the Lord has really blessed us. And we've also worked pretty hard for it. So I think that there's a balance there. I'm not saying I could have done this on my own by any means, but there is a balance. So even if you're listening and you're like, oh, she, she did it before she had kids. I've got to wait till mine are 20. Like, I don't think so. You can, you really right. can do both and it'll be messy. Right. Yeah. I truly believe that like the Lord's, if the Lord is calling you to grow a business, his grace is sufficient for whatever season you're in. I was in a season of paying tens of thousands of dollars for fertility treatment and, and adoption. And that was my challenge that his grace was sufficient for. And others is like, Hey, how can I navigate this with seven hours a week, 10 hours a week? I'm raising littles and I'm doing homeschooling. And I feel so strongly that if it is from the Lord that you're supposed to create a business, that his grace is going to be sufficient and he will illuminate a strategy. And like you said, like you, you might have to push a little it doesn't mean push forever. It doesn't mean be in survival mode constantly because that's not healthy either. But realizing that there is going to likely need to be an adjustment that's made. I'll never forget that like one of my highest performing students, actually my highest performing student is a mom of four who is homeschooling and she crushes it because his grace is sufficient and gives us strategies for whatever season we're in if he's calling us to run the business. Yeah, I love that. Just bring health back into the conversation because I do think this is really the point that I want to make is that not just this like conversation of, yeah, you can do it all. To be honest, like all of us, we can't do it all. We have to have help. We have to have support, but we can do hard things and we can do it without sacrificing our health. And so I would love to hear from you and then I'll chime in with some of mine. What are some of your non-negotiables that you've built this business very strategically so that you're not working 24 seven because you know now that you need to take care of your health. And especially when you're pregnant and especially when you're newly postpartum, what are some of your non-negotiables that you've built your business around in your health? Yeah. So from a health perspective, a few things that I've really found that are key is that if I want to have a healthy business, I need to have a healthy mind and a healthy body. It's no coincidence that so many of the most successful people in the world have workout routines. And what it has boiled down to for me, although I'm not perfect at this, is the concept of eating real food, going to the grocery store, and which is one of the most beautiful blessings now is that we can go to the grocery store and we don't have a $60 budget, which means that I can grab the organic food. I can grab the grass-fed beef and create these meals that I can pronounce all the ingredients to because they're all sitting in front of me. And if it has a barcode, it's, it's because there's a barcode on the zucchini You to type in whatever number it is. And so eating real food has been a huge staple. And I can tell, I can feel when I haven't done it. Like I said, I'm not, I don't do it perfectly. I just came off of a vacation where we either just wasn't, it was an all-inclusive and they just don't have as free of access to the foods that I would typically eat. And I'll tell you, I can feel that in my body. And while we don't have to be perfect, I am very eager later today to go to the grocery store and buy real food and start replenishing maybe some of those nutrients that I didn't have last week. Another thing is like drinking water, hydration, as simple as that is. I 
stopped drinking alcohol back in March of 2022. I didn't get pregnant until July, um, but I stopped drinking alcohol. And that was just a personal preference of mine just because I was like, this is not the season for me to drink alcohol. I'm not saying that I would never have a, a cocktail again or a glass of wine, but it became very apparent to me that when I drank alcohol, my mind got fuzzy. I got anxiety. I wasn't able to perform in my life or in my business the way that I wanted to. And the way that my mind and my body is functioning from a hormone perspective, from a sleep perspective is direct correlation into how am I able to show up in my business. And the last thing I would say is getting really good sleep. And some of the things that we did is as I'm not saying that anybody, everybody has to do this, but we did, we had a horrible bed. It was just, it was a bed that just, it begged to be tossed out. And my husband and I, we finally said, you know what? You spend a third of your life sleeping. We need to have a solid bed. And so we did make that investment, got a really quality bed. It is not uncommon for us to be in bed before 9 p.m. Granted, we are in a season where our baby has not shown up yet. So that can very much change. But I also worked, I would say one last thing that I did, and then I'll turn it over to you. I'd love to hear your feedback is I worked with the Amen Clinic. Are you familiar with them, Alicia? It sounds familiar, but I not enough to really know what they do. Okay. So the Amy Clinic essentially, in a nutshell, is a brain science company. They're doctors that are psychiatrists, but also are very hyper-focused on the actual organ of the brain and helping the organ of the brain function because you hear about people talk about mindset all the time, but like you rarely hear about people talking about the organ behind the mind, which is the brain. And one thing that I really did is I went and I got my brain scanned and I had this meeting with a doctor about how can I optimize my health? And yes, there were a few supplements that they suggested and a few things from a medical perspective, but a huge portion of what they told me on how I could optimize my brain health and thus my overall body health was from simple things that like you and I and everybody basically know is like eat real food, get good sleep, drink water, move your body. They were simple things that we strive to overcomplicate. And so I really got honed in on how can I operate on a mind, body, soul level in the most pure way possible, not perfect, but just try to get back to those basics. And I don't believe that it was a coincidence that over those years where I was hyper-focusing on the health of my mind, my body, and my soul, that the business did grow. Yeah. And you guys know that I'm all just, you can't see me, but I'm just nodding over here. The basics, that's my soapbox every single week is the basics can't be like, you can't eliminate the basics and expect to feel good. And that's where the research as you can get as fancy as you want, but truly you will not balance your hormones. You will not have the energy you want. You will not get pregnant as quickly as you want. Most likely if those basics are not in place. And so those are a lot of my non-negotiables too. I do think that when you are in the season of motherhood and business and working from home and all of those things, it is really easy to skip meals. That's one of the things that I see all the time. And it's just, oh, I'm just too busy. And personal, like my personal experience, I work from home and I have three kids and one of them's a toddler. And every time I go out there, he wants me and it's hard to get back in the room. And sometimes he cries when I shut the door and then I feel bad. And so it would be really easy for me to be like, oh, I'm just not going to have lunch because I don't want to deal with that. And I'll just do some more work and whatever. But like, the days that I do choose that, because I'm not going to say I've never chosen it, like I notice it. I don't feel the same. I'm not able to show up the, as well. And I'm exhausted when my day is over versus if I'm just consistently eating real food throughout the day, like I teach all the time. 
my whole perspective is different. And so I really think that like my biggest non-negotiable is eating good meals consistently. And that looks like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Sometimes it's snacks and just not straying from that. Like just making that a consistent thing that I do. And then just prioritizing being able to grocery shop and get the ingredients that I need. And I keep it really simple. Like my meals over here are not fancy, but that's not wrong. Like they don't have to be beautiful all the time to nourish my body. And so being able to let perfectionism go, I think is one of the most beautiful gifts that you can give yourself when you are trying to juggle all the things, because we think that if we let go of perfectionism, we're just going to fall apart and we're going to do everything terribly. But the truth is we're actually going to maybe set an expectation that's like somewhat realistic that we can actually live up to when we let go of perfectionism. So eating consistently, I totally agree on sleep. And in business and in motherhood, like sometimes you are going to sacrifice sleep. But my thought is that when it's consistently sacrificed is when we see the negative results from that versus if, hey, I've got to get up a couple hours early tomorrow morning because I've got to get some work done and my kids are not letting me get it done during the day. Cool. Then you just try to make it up another that day later or go to bed early that night or something like that. Like you've got to be willing to let it be messy sometimes, I think, and let it be not perfect, but also don't just let yourself go with six hours of sleep for weeks and weeks at a time, or even days and days at a time. For me personally, like that's a no-go. I don't do well with that. So I think just keeping those basics in mind, and then also just making sure that you're actually listening to your body. When you're tuning into your body, it will tell you what you need. And if it's telling you like you're exhausted, you might need some food and you might need some sleep. You might not need some more coffee and some more energy drinks. Yes, you can survive on that, but None of us are here to just survive, right? We're here to be able to thrive and be balanced. And so those are my main non-negotiables. So good. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that also like you were, what you were saying earlier is like, you may have to occasionally sacrifice a few hours of sleep or make an adjustment in like your priorities. But I love what you said about like when it when you're consistently sacrificing sleep or consistently skipping meals or consistently pushing yourself to limit, like the Lord is not going to call you to do that. He's called you to steward your body. He's called you to love your husband. He's called you to steward over your children and to grow a business. And like I was saying earlier, he's going to give you the grace to build all those things if he's calling you to all of those things. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be done perfectly. Like you said, it's, we're going to, we have to make room for the messy, but realizing that he does have a strategy and he would never call you to sacrifice your health every single day in, day out in order to grow the business. Just like he wouldn't call you to sacrifice your marriage in order to raise the children. It's all supposed to work together harmoniously, even if that doesn't mean that it looks perfect day in, day out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In my experience, it just gets like messier as you go, but that doesn't have to be a bad thing. It really doesn't. I think just being able to open up the perspective that like things don't have to look perfect for them to be really good. So I've loved chatting with you about this. This has been so fun and I hope that it's been fun to listen to as well. So Cami, go ahead and tell us where we can find you for those mamas who are building businesses and would like to get some resources from you. I know you have some great free resources, so maybe you can just tell us where to find those, where to find you and we'll wrap up. Yeah, absolutely. So I do run a podcast called the Bible's Babies and Business Podcast. You can find me on Apple, Spotify, wherever you like to listen to shows. And I'm also on Instagram and my handle is at Cami.Wilkie. It's C-A-M-I-E 
Wilke, and I am there. I have a podcast twice a week, and then I show up on my stories Monday through Friday. Awesome. That's impressive. I can't wait to see the baby on there. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Well, we will chat with you soon. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Any information shared on this podcast is solely for educational purposes, is not to be taken as medical advice or to be used as a diagnosis or a treatment plan for any medical condition. I'm sharing my educated opinions and experience, but nothing shared here can be taken on a one-size-fits-all basis. We always recommend that you do your own research, talk to your own doctors, and take full informed responsibility for any health and medical choices that you make. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today for listening. And I hope that you were encouraged and learned something new. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you be willing to share it with a friend and to leave us a review? I believe that every woman deserves to understand her body and feel great in it. And you can help me in this mission by sharing the podcast. If you're also feeling like you're ready for the next step and you're really ready to dive in in your hormone journey, my course Nourish Your Hormones is created specifically for you. It's a step-by-step blueprint to increase your metabolism, restore energy, and have better periods and mood every single month. I would love to connect with you. So come over and join me on my Instagram page at Leisha Drews and send me a message if you have questions or just want to tell me something that you enjoyed about this episode. I can't wait to meet you.